Jones on. Able to find Rui Diaz. Acosta stepped in, couldn't get there. The shot from distance is a goal. Rui Diaz. Jones the other way. Rui Diaz got a flick and a long ball heading it off. Jordan Morris. Seattle in total control. To defend for Dallas. Ladero out swinging ball. Sends it. Got a touch. It's turned in. Jordan Morris from the seat of his pants has put Seattle back in front. Stenson rolled in for Rodriguez. Rodriguez able to find Rui Diaz in there swinging a miss. It almost fell free for Morris. Rui Diaz a second time. Single the block. Morris the header. And bounces in. A Jordan Morris hat trick. Zakawani, the flying winger. Oh, goodness me! He doesn't mean anybody, Steve Zakawani! Steve Zakawani was never fun <laughs> to stick up against. If it wasn't for Zakawani, none of this is possible. It's Steve! It's Steve! <laughs> this is so weird. Steve Zakawani! Welcome everyone, we're here, still standing after that thrilling game this weekend, Seattle beating FC Dallas 4-3 after extra time, um, it was just one of many exciting games this weekend, I think only one game was maybe, depending who you ask, a little bit boring, and that was LA Galaxy Minnesota, it kind of, it was okay, but not on the par with the others, um, there was late drama, um, for Salt Lake and the Timbers. We'll talk about Salt Lake in a second for obvious reasons. And the game here, you know, this weekend was an incredible game of football and so was Philadelphia against the Red Bulls. That was a great game. I mean, just, is it the single elimination? Is it not? We'll talk about that as well. We'll preview all of that. But I do want to jump right in and recap this weekend. And let, let's, let's, let's go right there because I don't know why I, I, I'm a bit confused why there's a bit of... People aren't sure what I meant. So what I said after the game was this. I said Dallas were the better team, second half onwards. That's not to say Dallas were great, not to say they dominated Seattle. I used the word outplayed. Maybe that's what ruffled some people's feathers, maybe. So maybe they didn't outplay Seattle. That's not fair. They were the better team, though. And what I meant by that was two things. One, Dallas was much closer to their best than the Sounders were to the Sounders' best. That was one. And two, as the second half wore on, one team looked likely to score more than the other, and that was FC Dallas. There was a 10-minute spell where Stephen Fry had to make three or four really good saves. And maybe if Dallas's finishing was a tiny bit better, it would have, you know, given them a couple of goals. Um, Sounders scored four, they had a guy scored a hat-trick, but it's an argument who the man of the match was. Was it Jordan Morris? Was it Stephen Fry? You can go either way, and I'd be fine with it. So if your goalkeeper is man of the match, it tells you the other team were having some good chances. The Sounders had their chances too. There was the Rui Diaz one off the line, a couple of close calls where Jesse Gonzalez, who's not that popular in Seattle this morning, um, he had to make some saves for FC Dallas goalkeeper there. But in terms of whose passing was sharper, whose you know, pattern of play was coming together more, the quick combinations, the one-twos and given goals, 
Dallas looked sharper to me. Seattle weren't at their fluid best. When the Sounders are at their best, as they were in the first 20 minutes, it can be devastating. From 20, 30 minutes in, Seattle's level dropped. Dallas slowly, slowly raised. And overall, ended up being the better team. Doesn't mean they dominated Seattle. They didn't. And that's what I saw with my eyes. And if somebody wants to debate that, that's fine. You can reach a different conclusion. But sometimes you have to look at stats, you know, because there's a whole debate going about stats, which I don't even know if what I said was controversial, which was that, well, I didn't word it correctly. I said stats are ruining the game of football because people would rely on stats before they trust their eyes. If one team had two more shots than the other and they won the expected goals category and they had more corners, we'll say that team was better. That's not always the case. I shouldn't have said stats are ruining football because stats are neutral. Stats are fine. No issue with stats. You need them. I use them. I believe in them. I trust them. I should have said the way some people use stats is ruining the game where you depend only on stats. Well, they had 10 shots. They had eight. Therefore, they were better. And it's very few. It's a minority. Don't get me wrong. Most of us, you know, most of you, of course, know what you're talking about. And you analyze the game and you're at the games. And I respect, you know, all the writers and journalists and reporters. Absolutely. My contention is if you're going to tell me, Steve, you're wrong. Dallas won the better team. Don't bring me stats that are like, unless it's 30 shots to three, something obvious like that. Bring me what you saw with your eyes. Remember that play where they did this or they did that. Bring me that. But I stand by my point because if your team scores four at home and we're debating who the man of the match was, was it Jordan Morris, was it Stephen Fry? and you can't go wrong with either one, ask yourself why the goalkeeper in a winning effort is up for man of the match when your team scored four and a guy scored a hat-trick. Because he had to come up big. And to be honest, Stefan Fry may be the best playoff player in Sounders history. The last two or three years, he's at times single-handedly, literally, carried his team through the playoffs. He put in a monster performance at the weekend. So he was good. So, you know, I think... One of the things you can always expect from me is just be, to be objective. You know, I'm not a guy who's going to come here and tell you the team is doing great when they're not. This is what I don't understand. I've been accused in the past of being too nice to the team, when the team will be 2-9-1 and one to start the season, and I would say it's going to be okay. People will say, no, you've got to be more honest, be more brutal. And then I say, okay, I think Dallas outplayed Seattle. No, what are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. Listen, I'll give you my opinion. It is what it is. I was at the game. I know what my eyes saw. I'm going to be honest. I'm cheering for Seattle. I'm rooting for the Sounders. I bleed rave green like all of you, but I'm honest and I'm objective. And that weekend, the better team overall performance was Dallas. But who cares? Seattle won. The big moments, the big players came through. Hats off to the beast, the monster that is Jordan Morris. He's riding a wave right now that I hope he never comes down from. It's confidence. It's again, can I say Jordan had a vintage Jordan Morris performance? Probably not. But I think that's such good news. Because Jordan scored a hat-trick off, what, four chances? Maybe three? He's only three chances? I mean, this is deadly. Since the summer, when he began this tear, he's been in as good as form as anybody in Major League Soccer, attacking-wise. The only people in the conversation is the obvious ones. Joseph Martinez of Atlanta, Carlos Vela of LAFC, and then there's the other guy in the other LA team, Zlatan. 
who can match what Jordan has done and meant to his team. He's become indispensable, has to be on the pitch. And that's what I'd rather talk about. That's what I'd be excited about. And I've picked the Sounders to go all the way to the Western Conference Finals, where I think it'll be tough to be LAFC. I think Seattle's the team that can do it, but it's going to be tough. But I would be remiss and I'd be lying if I didn't say the Sounders have to drastically improve their play over 90 minutes against Salt Lake to make that a reality. Salt Lake's a better team than Dallas. Salt Lake's attacking players are not as wasteful as the FC Dallas players were. Salt Lake is better at home at Rio Tinto Stadium in Sandy, Utah. Yes, but with the playoffs, the experience they have, it's not the team they once were. They still will pose you more problems than FC Dallas did. And FC Dallas posed a lot of problems because the Sounders level dropped. If the Sounders play anywhere near what we all know we are capable of playing, then forget about it. Seattle can beat Salt Lake 2-0, 3-0. No problems, no questions asked. Absolutely. The issue becomes when the Sounders don't play at their very best, which in the playoffs, you have to try and be as close to your best as possible. You can have one or two off games, but now with the shortened format, you can't really afford those too much as well. So it brings us to Wednesday night, the Sounders against Salt Lake. I feel good. I feel good about it because, you know, when really good teams don't always play well to win. I mean, Liverpool in the EPL has played nine games. They've won eight. They've drawn one game yesterday against Manchester United and they haven't lost. And I don't, th- I don't think they've played well. I don't think they've played how Liverpool can play where Salah's flying and Firmino's flying and Mane's flying and they're ripping teams apart and they're doing the crop, Gergen press and all of that stuff. It hasn't been there. Liverpool, you know, they've had 95th minute penalty. They've had a goalkeeper mistake to give them wins. Who cares? The top of the table. The Sounders are a bit in that vein right now where they're playing well enough. The Sounders began the season on fire and ended the season effectively. It wasn't always fireworks and wonderful play. It was there at times, but it was being effective. It was going to San Jose, getting a win. It was playing Minnesota, it was getting a win. It was playing FC Dallas, it was just getting the W by any means necessary. And that's what matters in the playoffs. Mostly everything else goes out of the window, but there will need to be a significant improvement, I believe, performance-wise, if we are to go all the way. There's a great possibility we could host MLS Cup here if two of those teams in the East are knocked off and we take care of business, it could happen. It could absolutely happen. We're going to have to play a tiny bit better. Salt Lake, what to expect, what not to expect. I think Savarino, Ruznak, Dangerman, absolutely. We beat them here early in the season. Nico scored a wonder goal. They played well, though, to be honest. And then went to Utah and lost. I want to say 2-0, I could be wrong. It was a bit of a weakened Seattle squad, but still, Salt Lake, with the new manager at the time, the new coach, were riding a wave and playing well. And if they're here, then they're here because they deserve it and they're here for a reason. So I expect a close game, a tight encounter, a close affair. I think it's going to come down to moments again. In the moments where Stephen Fry has to be better than Nick Raimondo, can he be? I think he can. In the moments where Nico Lodero has to be better than the attacking players from Salt Lake, can he? I think he can. Same goes for Jordan Morris. And the last thing I'll say, the X factor is Victor Rodriguez. I would not start Victor Rodriguez on Wednesday. I wouldn't. He came on and he was fantastic. Oh, he was fantastic. He reminded us, you know, in case you forgot what I could do, here's a reminder. 
he was brilliant he almost scored a wonderful goal cutting inside bending the ball to the far post he just missed his only issue has been he can't stay fit apart from that his football his, his football brain and IQ and the way he plays with the team and what he adds nobody has what he has I mean he's a fantastic player but I wouldn't start him because you're getting enough from Jovin Jones at right mid Jordan's nice on the left and bringing someone of the caliber of Victor is good and because of his injury history not too much too soon he came on to play 30 minutes ended up playing 50 or so because of extra time maybe you know he came on for like 20 minutes and ended up playing all the extra time probably wasn't in the plan how has his body recovered in the past couple of days can he go again in 48 hours all these questions that you maybe want to avoid and just say we're going to play you 30 minutes again and if we need you in extra time you'll be good you've done it but putting him from the start is more of a strain and high at risk of injury you know of course fingers crossed it doesn't happen but i think the team's good enough to beat salt lake without him and then if and when needed you can always bring him on to help preserve the lead or chase the lead i think it's not a bad shout all right stay tuned we'll be back i want to talk about this single elimination format is that the reason why the games have been exciting or is it just because mls teams can't defend you tell me. I want to hear your thoughts. But stay right there. We'll be back. Steve Zakwani winging it with Zakwani. Tidy work by Eddie Johnson, releasing Brad Evans. Montero up square. Here he is. Man over is Martinez. Trying to find him here, Montero. Martinez! What a goal! Stunning! Absolutely stunning from Mario Martinez, his first goal for Seattle. And could that be the goal that sends the Sounders to their first ever Western Conference Final? When we talk about Salt Lake and how narrow they like to play, as Brad Evans passes this ball, you look how narrow they come inside. Look at Beltran, just gives Mario Martinez that little bit of space. But in saying that, didn't he finish it well? Welcome back. Let's talk about the playoffs, the results. So first game was Atlanta against New England. I caught bits of this. They were showing it at CenturyLink when I was there um, getting ready for the Sounders game against Dallas. So I saw bits and pieces of it as expected. I think New England being there was good enough. What Bruce has done there, Bruce Arena, I mean, phenomenal. Turned the thing around, got him into the playoffs, going to Atlanta, the reigning MLS champions. It was a big ask, a very big ask. And 1-0, you know, Atlanta really never really got out of second or third gear from what I saw. So as expected, obviously Seattle beat FC Dallas 4-3, thrilling game, extra time, all of that. Wayne Rooney's career in MLS is over. They went 1-1 after 90 minutes and then lost 5-1. I don't know how that happens. That's, that's a bit crazy to me. Salt Lake beat Portland 2-1. Nobody here is complaining about that. Philly, New York probably rivals the Sounders Dallas for the best game of the first round. You can take your pick. Um, a few goalkeeping errors there for Philadelphia. But they got it done. They overcame it. 1-4-3. And then 2-1, the Galaxy beat in Minnesota. But the game was over. Uh, Minnesota scored late on to make it somewhat interesting. And the game was over, which sets up NYCFC Toronto, Seattle Salt Lake. 
Atlanta, Philadelphia, and then LAFC, LA Galaxy. So, goals, goals, goals. Is it single elimination that has made 5-1, 4-3, 4-3? Because teams have to attack. There's no away goals. There's no second leg. I think that's a part of it. I think so. I also think if you maybe play those same rounds again, it maybe doesn't happen that way. I think there's a couple of things here. Teams do raise the level in the playoffs. It was always different when we were training during playoff week. I never forget, you know, we played Houston my first year and then the Galaxy my second year. And the third year was Salt Lake, maybe. I can't remember. 2011. I can't remember who played in 2011. 2012 was Salt Lake. 2013, we lost to Portland. I remember that. Regardless, I'm trying to go back. I'm getting old. But whoever it was, and you just heard the word playoffs, you would get excited. You would get excited thinking, it was Salt Lake in 2011. It was. But I was injured. That's why I don't remember. I was injured. That's the season I had my injury. I came back the following season. Um, but yeah, you would always get excited because it's playoffs. The intensity was up. You know, Ziggy Schmidt's focus would zero in. Um, you were one of the last few teams standing. I say that with a smile on my face because in MLS, you're one of the many teams left standing. I don't know why the playoff format is how it is, but it is what it is. Regardless, you were in the playoffs and you were excited. You were so happy to you were so happy to be a part of what was happening, to be a part of this. So with that said, I think the players do raise the performance. The players do lock in a bit more. And the attacking players come to life, you know. Um, is that a reason why maybe there's a sharp in front of goal? You know you might not get five chances, you're gonna get one or two. Jordan Morris, case in point, three chances, three goals regular season is the focus as sharp that's a part of it as well a part of it is there is no second leg can't rely on away goals can't come to defend play deep and then take them back to our home and then go for it there's no more of that must go for it that's a part of it too also some really bad defending and some of them I mean no idea what Blake and I'm actually a fan of his I mean three you could say three very, very big mistakes on a big stage. And his, his team bailed him out. Sometimes it's the goalkeeper saving the team. Sometimes it's the team saving the goalkeeper. And that was definitely the case in Philadelphia. So I think it's a combination of many things factoring in. But all that to say, I'm a fan of the single elimination. I hope MLS never goes back to two-leg series. I hope it stays this way, where it's going to be one and done, one and done, one and done, all the way through. To the final. It rewards the regular season. It rewards you. You're going to play at home, 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 home if you keep winning. The seeding matters. You fight more. It means more. And I'm a guy who's always said, I wish one day we could go to a single table and just play. You're going to get to 30 teams in this country. I don't think you can do a single table. So it's going to be east-west, no problem. Keep it single elimination. To the Sounders, what must they do to win against Real Salt Lake? On Wednesday... Well, I said before the other game, one of my keys was Raul Ruiz Diaz. I think I'm going to repeat that. And I'm kind of a genius and kind of not. Genius because I said Raul, but I'm not because I said you must feed him in the box and he goes and picks the ball up 25 yards, smashes it into the goal. So I didn't envision that coming. So like half right, half not. But I think number one, 
you have to get Raul involved in the game. Good things happen. Raul attracts attention because you can't leave him alone, of course. And now that he has a goal, he's the kind of guy he's going to go on a streak. So I would not bet against Raul finding the target again. So Raul, for sure, has to be getting his touches early and often. Find him early and often. Let him know you care about him, you're thinking about him. Let him know, Raul, we need you. And then he'll say, okay, no problem. I'm going to go in the box. I'll be here. Give me a chance. I'll finish it. That's the mark of an assassin like Raul Diaz is. And you're going to need him. need your big players to perform. Number two, the Sounders have to do is defend much better than they defended at the weekend. Believe me. The amount of chances FC Dallas was able to have by just simple passing, simple combinations, approach. They arrived at the Sounders box so many times. I think if that's Ruznak, he has more quality than FC Dallas did. I think if that's Savarino, he has more quality than FC Dallas did. I'm a bit concerned if the same chances fall to Salt Lake, they'll do more with them. Because the Dallas goals were very preventable. Set pieces, free header, not marking. You can't afford that in the playoffs. You can't afford that. Just stick with your runners. Win the duel. Win the battle. You can't afford that in the playoffs. So got to defend much better. And number three, the bench. I'm going to highlight the sound is bench because if you're bringing on Victor Rodriguez, or it may be Jovan Jones, or it may be Brad Smith. We don't know what Schmetz is going to do with his rotation. But I think the sound is bench looks okay, right? It looks okay. I think even you're saying we're bringing on Silva and Harry Ship. Okay, they haven't featured much in recent weeks. It still is MLS caliber players. But they're not your first sub. Your first sub is Victor Rodriguez. And if he starts in place of Jovan Jones, then it's Jovan Jones. And if Jovan starts at left back and it's Brad Smith, then it's Brad Smith. Whichever one of those three, I think it's great strength in depth the Sounders now have there. And then the flexibility Branch Metzer has to move Jordan left, right, up top. He can move Christian Rodin, center, right, right back. I love it. I think the Sounders bench could be key. Whichever one from that three is the odd one out and is on the bench is going to play. That's key. Come on. Inspire the team, change the game like Victor did at the weekend. Those are the keys to the game. Get Rui Diaz involved early. Good things happen. Everyone feeds off that, plays along. He scored first at the weekend. We all jumped on his back. Everyone was excited. And then everybody else came to life. Defend much better, especially set pieces. Have to defend the set pieces much better. And don't give the same chances to Salt Lake that you gave to Dallas because RSL is a much better team, especially going forward. And don't, 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 don't forget about our bench. The Sounders bench is much better than it has been at times all season. And I think that could be the difference. Could be the difference. Bringing on somebody like Raul, sorry, somebody like Victor Rodriguez off the bench is really big. And to be honest, Salt Lake only scored 46 goals. Don't get me wrong. Dallas scored a lot more goals than they did. Six on the last day against Kansas. So that's a bit misleading. But player for player, pound for pound, Salt Lake's attacking players are better than FC Dallas' attacking players. Those are the keys to the game. Wednesday night, win, and it'll be one of the LA teams. It'll be the Galaxy here, which I know all of you would love because it's a home game, or it'll be a trip to Bob Bradley's LAFC. Either one that happens, it will mean the Sounders keep on dancing. The show goes on. So let's hope, and we're back, we're previewing a matchup against one of the two LA-based teams. I know who I think it's going to be. 
but let's wait and see. Wednesday night, Seattle Sounders against RSL. Be there, of course. If not, support the boys loud and proud in your living room. I expect a Seattle Sounders victory. I'm not great at predictions, but I'm going to say 2-1 or 3-2 to the Sounders. Regardless, the boys will go marching on. I'm Steve Zakawani. As always, thanks for listening. This is Winging It with Zakawani.